best franchises in the Super Bowl era on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, once again for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM, managing your own football franchise top to bottom? Then this game is definitely for you. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise in game when using promo code locked on inside the game. Ultimate football GM. Matt, it's off season mode right now for all the NFL teams, for all the listeners out there when they're getting their heads wrapped around their teams and the NFL at large in 2023 right now. But before you can go forward, I think you should go backward and learn <laughs> a little from history, right? And and what makes a, a successful franchise? So on today's podcast, we're talking about success in the NFL during the Super Bowl era. And some of the eras are a little too further back that, that can you can't take that much from them. But I wonder what we might be able to learn about some of these successful franchises here. Uh, and uh, and you might want to preface this one for, for why we got the idea to do this show today. Yeah, and... Folks over at The Athletic, I think I got this from, and I just cut and pasted it because I wanted to talk about it. Um, they came up with a formula, and I guess they do this every year, and there's not a lot of change year to year, but the Chiefs just went up dramatically. But what they do is they, 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 they you know, like I said, there's a formula. If you win the Super Bowl that in any year, you get 11 points. If you lose the Super Bowl, you get five points. If you make it to the AFC or NFC championship game, you get three points. Making the playoff gets playoffs gets you one point. Otherwise, you get a zero. So the small little <clears throat> problem I have with the formula is this year, look at the NFC North. The Lions have the first draft pick this year of teams that didn't make the playoffs. You know, they had a, a pretty good year. They were just outside the playoffs. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the Bears are picking first overall. Did the Lions and Bears have equal seasons? No, but they both get zero points. So, oh, well, you know, making the playoffs what it's all about. But, yeah. I mean, what they did is they've just accumulated points in these 57 seasons now and who has been the most successful and least successful franchises. And then, smartly, they figured out what do you average per year. Houston hasn't been around as long as Green Bay. You know, Baltimore hasn't been a franchise as long as the Bears. You know, so – a team like Baltimore looks a lot better when you look at it per season than their cumulative grade. But I thought it was pretty interesting. And needless to say, our two teams fared pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Steelers and the 49ers, the teams we cover uh, have had some success in the Super Bowl era, have some, mm -hmm. some rings on their collective fingers. That is for sure. Let's start at the top then, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start ro rolling through them. I think. Oh, so this is why you want it. The Steelers are number one. That's why you <laughs> wanted to do this today. Okay, I see. Uh, it didn't even dawn on me at first that this is why you wanted to do this podcast, <laughs> just to show your dominance over me and the rest of the league here with the 49ers coming in at a measly fourth on this list. Well, I mean, 32 playoff appearances, eight Final Fours, two Super Bowl losses, six Super Bowl trophies. Pretty strong. 
they also mentioned the last decade, and we could talk about that at the end too. There's, I, I should have said that when I when I brought this in. They also talk about the last ten seasons. Well, the Steelers aren't the top for the last ten seasons, but they do average two point oh four points per season. So, Steeler fans. <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing, boy, Tomlin can't win a playoff game. I, Steelers haven't won a playoff game away so too long. Since the Super Bowl era, the average Steelers season is not only do you get in the playoffs, but you have one more whole point than, than that. I mean, that's crazy. You know, the, an average, a below average year is just getting to the playoffs of the Steelers. You know, it's somewhere in between getting to a championship game that's worth three points and getting in the playoffs at worth one is the average season. Quit whining, Steeler fans. And this is just the athletics way of, of doing things. And you might oh, yeah, look at yeah. franchises and think, ah, maybe this should be weighted more and this is a little different. This mm-hmm. is a little different. But uh, it's amazing that after all these years and we've seen a, a Pittsburgh Steelers dynasty in the 70s, we saw a Niners dynasty in the 80s, we saw a Cowboys dynasty in the 90s, uh, you know, depending on what your uh, idea of a dynasty is, you know, but, uh, but I think those four teams count. And then the New England Patriots, who are second, have the second most points in, yeah. in this. One um, point behind the Steelers. One the point behind the Steelers after their dynastic run that they just went through that is that is definitely over. And there's, you know, the same head coach there, but that that run is over. And all it'll take is one more playoff appearance from the Patriots when the Steelers don't get there, and they'll be in the top spot. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's pretty impressive by the Patriots, maybe even more so than the Steelers, because the sustained – the thing that stands out to me about the Steelers is there's very few down years. I mean yes. – I'm I'm almost 50 years old. I've seen three head coaches in my lifetime. The latest one, Tomlin, does not ever have a losing season. He doesn't have tons and tons of rings. So you, you get a lot of ones in there. You know, made the playoffs, made the playoffs. Oh, Matt, made I want to pause you right there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So Let's put something into perspective here. You've seen three head coaches for the Pittsburgh Steelers in <laughs> yeah. your lifetime. Yeah. There is a three-year-old out there who has seen three head coaches now for the Houston Texans. <laughs> right. And they're not very high on this list. And maybe there's something to that. But think I, about the I Patriots. Think I think it's very clear head coaches <laughs> quarterback are going to have a little something to do with this on your list. And, and I've got another question for you later yeah. after, after we talk about some of these teams. But clearly there's a there's a, a number one tier here, and they're the dynasty teams. They're the heavyweights, as they call them here. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, our guy from The Athletic, Mike Sando, we used to talk to him every week on, here on the show. we mm-hmm. got to have him on this offseason because they, they do a lot of great work over there to give him his props. And we reference a lot of stuff they do over there at The Athletic. Yeah, oh, Sandra's great, and I'm excited to see him. I'll probably have a beverage with him at the combine. So, well, there we go. Yeah, man. yeah. You can you can book us a, a podcast guest while you're at the combine. I like it. Rubbing like elbows it. with Sando, and, and maybe whoever else you see in the league. So the Steelers had three head coaches, you know, and they all were. They're all going to be Hall of Famers. Two of them are already in. But the Patriots really weren't good until Brady Belichick. I mean, so half of that run by the Steelers, the Patriots had very little points, so they almost matched. 57 years worth of brilliance, greatness in half the time. In half the time. Yeah. They had the one yeah. quick blip in the 80s. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, right. And it, it's it's wild because when you look at the Steelers, the Cowboys, the 49ers, they won in multiple decades, went to Super Bowls in multiple decades. And yeah, yeah the New England Patriots is basically all on the power of the one Belichick Brady run. Right. Which is an unbelievable run. You know, Dallas, Jimmy Johnson, I think, is a Hall of Famer. Landry's already in, you know, Walsh, Shanahan. You know, like, there's some great different eras of these heavyweights, except for the Patriots. 
looking at the next group of teams, and I was a little bit surprised when I saw, uh, as they call them, the light heavyweights here in the athletic. And you got to go to theathletic.com and check out this article and mm-hmm. all the, the great stuff they do over there, uh, including podcasts and things. And so um, I do love the work that, that they're doing, including our guy, Mike Sando, um, who did not do this article. No. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are the fifth team on this list, and, and they topped the light heavyweights. And I was a little bit surprised at the gap. I would have guessed the Packers were Huge closer gap. to the than this. There's a large gap between those top four franchises, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and then number five in the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, half a point difference in this in an, in an exercise like this where the leaders at 2.04 is massive. And it's pretty clear that those four belong by themselves. Green Bay is noticeably behind at five, you know? So, I mean, being over one is really impressive. That means your average year, you go to the playoffs, your average year. I mean, and the Chiefs are gaining some steam here. All right, next, we're going to get a little further down the list here. The light Mm -hmm. heavyweights, the teams that, um, and I think there's some fan bases out there that probably are shaking their heads knowing, like, I'm not going to hear my team's name for a little (laughs) little while when it comes to this list and success during the Super Bowl era. And maybe tie it all together with what we can learn here from from these teams and the success that is had from certain franchises in the NFL. I think we've started to dip our toes in some of those topics already on today's episode of Peacock and Williamson. Which is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about the Ultimate Football GM game app. It's a mobile app. It is super fun to play. We competed as hosts together on it. Uh, uh, Chris Carter, shout out, the host of Locked On Steelers, was the champion. And uh, it, it's it's so much fun to build your own franchise. And in this game, it's not about playing the game. It's about building your franchise. It's about building that juggernaut. So this episode really ties in well with what you can do on Ultimate Football GM. Can you put together that 25-year dynasty that would rival the New England Patriots. Well, (laughs) it's your turn to give that a shot. And with Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling everything with the dynasty or the destiny and the dynasty of your football franchise, hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating through free agency, and, of course, the NFL draft, all the ups and downs of a season, all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go, and as you and when you want to. And Locked On listeners, including the Peacock and Williamson Show listeners, can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On inside the game. That's Locked On, one word, all caps, so make sure you check it out today. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Okay, Matt. Let's keep this going here. We got the Green Bay Packers to come in number five on this list as a successful franchise during the Super Bowl era. And they've had a lot of really good teams and uh, they've had multiple eras of really good teams. But their success, I think the difference is their success was not as sustained each time as some other franchises. Three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, they've had very high moments, but they've also had some downtimes too, some stretches there where they weren't going to playoff games. And, and you know, the Rodgers era, you get a Hall of Fame quarterback. They've only got the one Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And you look at the the Favre era, and um, it, it was it was really – they were so good, but there were so many other good teams in the NFC that were all battling each other and knocking each other off. And it was like whoever – like the NFC Championship game in the 90s was the Super Bowl, right? So if it was mm-hmm. the Cowboys, the Niners, the Packers, that was the game because whoever won that was going to go dominate in the Super Bowl. And so they kind of knocked each other off from getting those some, some more rings potentially for the Packers in that time. And probably the same could be said for, you know, if it wasn't for the 49ers and the Packers, the, the Cowboys would have more rings. If it wasn't for the right, Cowboys, right, right. the Niners would have more rings. 
No, no question. And I think the Raiders are interesting because their highs are very, very high. But the end of the Al Davis era, they were like the worst franchise in the league. I mean, Jamarcus Russell times, you know? Yeah. So around, I don't know, 30 years ago, maybe Mm -hmm. this list would have been like Steelers one, Raiders two, even. Yeah. Cowboys, Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so we don't have a ton of time. It's a long yeah. list. Maybe we'll just buzz through each um, tier so everyone knows where they land. Right. So and I think the third segment I'd like to talk about, who's the best and worst of the decade and who's the best and worst per season? Because there's a team at the bottom I really need to talk about. That's yes, and so some of these teams are, are going to start to get, you know, kind of all jammed into the middle mm-hmm. here a little bit. And, and the rest of the light heavyweights are the Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Rams, and the Kansas City Chiefs now jumping up into the light yeah. heavyweight era. And and who knows, maybe they'll even end up in the heavyweight era, depending on uh, uh, how many or the heavyweight tier, depending on how, how long this goes. And if this really turns into a true dynasty with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and uh, and Andy Reid, which is really, Matt, starting to look like that's the way it's going to go. Like, this is yeah. this is different. There was um, there was uh, Dave Brugler, uh, again, of The Athletic. Shout out The Athletic, doing good work. Oh, good, good stuff, yeah. Um, but he was uh, just on Twitter. He referenced that, that Bryce Young in the NFL draft this year is uh, – his comp isn't even a football player. It's Steph Curry. And I was like, you know, a lot of people use Steph Curry as the comp for – Patrick Mahomes too because it's just a way to look at it's like this guy's different and maybe you don't know what to do with him at first and then you realize how much of an all-time great he is but he plays a little differently and I was thinking I was like well you know what I don't think the Curry comp works anymore for Mahomes anyway so the Curry comp is back open because Patrick Mahomes might be heading toward the, the Michael Jordan comparison like that's the way he's going because of the way he does things and the way he physically can dominate the game whereas you know you might say oh uh Tom Brady's Michael Jordan. Tom Brady's more like Bill Russell, correct, collecting rings. I think mm-hmm. the singular what he's able to do and physically how he's wowing people the way he does it. I think the NBA comp for Patrick Mahomes might be uh, heading a little bit closer to the Michael Jordan era. So that's funny you brought this up because, first of all, just to get back to this list super quick, in a 57-year sample size, the Chiefs went from 14th last year all the way up to nine. So they keep this up. They're going to be rocketing up the boards. I don't think I've ever said it on our, on our podcast, surprisingly, but my comparison for Mahomes is a combination of Magic Johnson and Sandy Koufax. <laughs> I like I've got Magic so many Johnson. people writing me back about that. You know? uh, dude, that's a great one. Magic Johnson, and, I mean, we could probably do a whole podcast just on weird. We could. That's why places. I almost didn't mention it. You know? Magic Johnson, just the way he delivers it, right? The way he delivers his creativity. Passes, you, yeah. You, the creativity, you, you don't really see that a lot. Court I like that. Vision. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Still physically imposing, you know, Koufax has every pitch in the book can paint the corners, poise, you know, the Koufax would you would hate the the Koufax comp for Mahomes because that would mean his career was cut short due to injury. Yeah, I'm just talking style of play. Right. So if if you want to take it all the way. But like, yeah, no, I can see that. I like that a lot. (laughs) All right. Let's get back to this. Yeah. Yeah. We got the middleweights here. Uh, The New York Giants, Indianapolis Colts, Miami Dolphins, Washington Commanders. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Philadelphia Eagles. These are teams that have That's had solid. some success, but not a lot of s- sustained success. You know, you've got the Miami Dolphins where they won a lot of football games uh, with Dan Marino, but never won the title. But then mm-hmm. there was other really good Dolphins teams, you know, before that with, uh, uh, you know, going back to the, the the still only undefeated team. Yeah. And one, I just want to point out one team in that tier. The Giants have four Super Bowls and have been to five, but they've only gone to the playoffs 17 times. You know, like when they go, they make it count. 
but they don't go that often. <laughs> yeah, no, very true. And yeah, in the Eli era, they've got a couple of rings, but they weren't like this juggernaut team. It was just like those two years. They were like, man, this team. Yeah. Wild and before Dayball, they were like the worst franchise in the league. Right. Yeah. And they went down and, and they were very bad. And then they came back up again. And then it happened again. They had the Phil Sims mm-hmm. era. And then they went down and they came back up. Again. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Right. The welterweights here. Okay. Uh, the Buffalo Bills is 16. Then you got the Seahawks, the Ravens. I'm surprised how low the Ravens are. But again, this is cumulative, right? So when you right, start right, to right. the season, uh, that's when you start to get into it. And I, I think teams, uh, you know, fans out there, listeners can start to realize um, that this we're getting we're getting to some teams here that have had some trouble winning the big one aside mm-hmm. from the Baltimore Ravens. But they're here because they have won, but they've also not had a, as long of a history to to win a bunch of games. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks, like the Seahawks, have won one, um, but then had some really lean years for a very long time previously. The Chicago Bears, similar, only they won a while ago and then have lean years since. Uh, Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, Cincinnati Bengals at 23. And then I'll just run through the end of it, and, and we can have some more of the takeaways here. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the New Orleans Saints at 24. And then you go down to uh, even further down the list here in uh, the lightweights, which is the yeah, Atlanta Falcons, Los Angeles Chargers, Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers, and and some expansion teams in this neighborhood. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. and then even I thought the lightweights was actually going to be the 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 bottom the bottom tier. It's actually the tier six featherweights is the bottom tier, and really just have won nothing. And that's the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'll take that back with the Cardinals as, as won a little bit here, but they've been mm-hmm. they've been so bad for a long time uh, too. Uh, before that. Uh, before the the 2000s jacksonville jaguars detroit lions and houston texans only yep. six appearances for the or no, only six points for the houston texans brutal i mean at least they're an expansion team i mean the lions don't have that to, to complain about the lions Cardinal. have been around oh. this whole time and they're the <laughs> they're worst i mean awful. that is the ultimate ineptitude with the detroit lions and lions fans out there probably knew that that was going to be the case yeah, absolutely. All right, so we gave everyone the list. Why don't we come back and talk about points per season and as well as where the best and worst are in the last decade? Because there's one team I do want to stress that has no excuse for being as bad as they are. Absolutely. We'll wrap it up next. Success in the Super Bowl era. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer. Your team is covered every single day at Locked On. Not just your NFL team, but your favorite Major League Baseball team, your favorite NBA team, your favorite college teams as well are covered right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And make sure you check out Locked On NFL Draft Daily as well. The new Locked On NFL Draft with Damian and uh, Keith as the new hosts there. It's going to be a really good show through the draft season. Okay. Let's wrap this up, Matt, with the yeah. success in the Super Bowl era. Do you want to go first to the 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 you know the, the points by season? Just a couple by season. Top. Yeah. yeah, it really paints the Baltimore Ravens in a better light. That's the real outlier on this list. Yeah, I mean, again, the Steelers and Patriots at the top. Their average year is finishing the season basically in the divisional round, somewhere between the championship round and the playoffs. That's their average year since they've started. And the usual guys are at top. But the Ravens go all the way up to six in terms of success per season. I think that's really impressive. I mean, I think they're a phenomenal organization. There aren't any others high on the list that are newer teams. And maybe there's something to be said for stability, the Steelers, Patriots, the Cowboys. You know, not a lot of change in the organization. But I wanted to go to the bottom 
So in terms of per season, the Lions are last, which they've had a lot of time to try this, you know. <laughs> so they're the worst per year. Arizona's second to last. Houston. But here's the one I have a problem with. The 29th are the Chargers. They've had Dan Fouts, Phillip Rivers, Herbert. They have more than their share of Hall of Famers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates. You're 29th most successful organization in the league. Is that just who this team is? Is Herbert always going to be paddling upstream? You know, is it just a losing organization? You know, and, and uh, you got to believe that th- I think Dollar Signs was part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dollar Signs is probably all of it, of them moving to Los Angeles. But competitively, does, does it help them? Is that the thing that's going to get them over the hump? Was was San Diego no. somehow, you know, maybe a little smaller market, uh, maybe holding they don't them much of a home field advantage? Uh, so I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's going to help them or not, but they've just been that team where they could never get over the hump, even though they've had really good teams and really good quarterbacks, and they've had teams that should have been better. And then when they did get to the Super Bowl, it got completely blown out in, in 1994. Right. I mean, they have one Super Bowl appearance. They've been to the final four three times. They've only been to the playoffs 15 years with those quarterbacks. Like, that's you know, pretty funny. bad. That it was, was it even a top five quarterback in their history that actually got into the Super Bowl? It was Stan no, Humphrey. No, Stan right? Humphrey. They're right. Right. Yeah. I remember they, yeah. I mean, they were, and then they got destroyed by your Niners after beating my Steelers in the AFC Championship game. You know, and by the way, it should be said the Cleveland Browns history is attached to the Cleveland Browns, not the, uh, or not the, the Ravens. Like, yeah, not the Ravens. Right, 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 right. Yeah, the, the Colts are the – yeah, so I don't know. They, There's two versions of the Browns mixed into one. Right. And the Ravens are only in Baltimore. The Colts are Indy and the Colts. You know, the Baltimore Colts and Indy because yes. it was the same organization that moved. Yeah, so the Colts are the Colts, the Browns are the Browns, and the Ravens are their own thing, not attached yes. to the old Browns history. Yes. Is that so, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, good. Uh, I was just, you know, just over the last 10 years, I wanted to look at these teams because I think that's pretty telling as well. The Chiefs fare pretty well. So from the 2013 season through the 2022 season. Patriots are still unbelievably dominant. So they're at 4.6, or or, or, I'm sorry, they're at 46, which means on average, they're at 4.6. I mean, think about that. I mean, you get five points for going to the championship game and the Patriots haven't been good for a couple years. So in the last 10 season, their average year is a trip to the championship game. That's the average. <laughs> you know, like that's bonkers. Is that uh, two Super Bowls in that decade? I would have to think about that. I don't uh, know yeah, for sure. My, my brain will hurt if I try to think of right. that. It's too hard. But I, they had three before 2013 at least, right? Yeah, I think so. Seven thousand, yeah. So they've had um, two, three, they've had three down years in those, those ten. The last three, non-break. Yeah, yeah. And, and the Chiefs are two. Like if we did the last five, the Chiefs have thirty-seven points. So I know they went to the playoffs the year they drafted Mahomes, but if they would narrow this down to five, they would have like three point. You know, they'd have like thirty-five points in five years. So their average season in the last four years would be better than the AFC championship game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> right, right. Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game. And he's right. been in the AFC championship game every year he's been a starter. And the year before that, when he was a rookie and Alex Smith was the quarterback, they were in the playoffs then too. Right, right, right. I mean, so they're 
short stretch of dominance is unbelievable. And then we got Seattle, Philly, the Rams, Denver, Green Bay, San Fran. My Steelers are down to 11. They don't look so good in the last 10 years. But the last 10, who's at the bottom here? We got, wow, the Jets have zero points in the last 10 years. Have that never been to the play, playoffs. Browns Congratulations once. To, to the Browns, who had one point. Uh, the Lions and the Bears each had two points. So, <laughs> right. two points. Cool. so yeah, but at least they didn't have zero points like the New York Jets. I mean, I, I feel bad for Jets fans, Lions fans, you know, Browns fans, of course. Too. Oh, man. Um, but I feel like... I don't. I feel less bad for the Browns fans. I feel like there's they've they've got something. I don't know. Maybe not. I just yeah, feel like when I think of the teams are like which would team would I not want to be a fan of? I, just, I feel like the Jets and the Lions would be the toughest ones, even more so than the Browns. But maybe I'm. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I mean, you know, the Browns was rough because you get your heart ripped out, your team leaves, then you come back and you're just terrible anyway. So I'm not making fun of Browns fans, but I worked for the organization. I was part of the organization for a year. Then we were really bad. And they're right up the road from my hometown. It's like a, a t- lightly over two hour drive. And I kind of told my buddies when I really got to know the Browns organization that Steeler fans and Browns fans are like identical twins with the exact same DNA. And one of them went to a strong home, two parents, middle class, well-educated, had some benefits, but they were tough and brought up right, you know, where the, the poor kid that went to the Browns side didn't have daddy wasn't there. Mommy maybe did some drugs on the side, put no, cigarettes out on you. You're like, saying they is had the, Steelers, a rough go of it. the Steelers are Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Browns and are the getting yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like they're inherently the same. And their heredity is the same. The environment's just been much more difficult in one versus the other. A couple of takeaways looking at this list. <laughs> Matt, um, you nailed one with the coaching thing. I think mean, it was just, that's amazing that you've only seen three coaches in your lifetime for yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. And some teams ha- have seen three in the last three consecutive years in sure. the NFL. So stability, probably, I'd probably put number one because stability you can control. Mm hmm. So that's why I would put that number one for these franchises. There's some luck involved with some of these other things because sometimes if you didn't hire the good coach, you wouldn't have kept the good coaches that long either. So you, you got to hire the right guy. Sure, sure. Um, And and so that's ability slash ownership. Yes. And so, yeah, you put the ownership on that, but then you look at some of these other teams and uh, it kind of dawns on me when you look at the history of the league and and what makes teams successful and what makes teams unsuccessful. And I always talk on this podcast about how the most important thing you can have in the NFL is that head coach quarterback. And you Mm -hmm. got that. And we're seeing teams that have that and they're in it. You're in it every year. And some things can can happen on the rest of your roster, but that can carry you. And, you know, no better example than the the Kansas city chiefs this year where you lose some big pieces. Oh, is it a, a, uh, a soft rebuild here, reloading. And it's like, no, no, they're still the Super Bowl champions because they've got that. And it makes everybody else in your roster play up. But I was it, it, kind of like, is it is it quarterback? Is it coach? Because I look at Hall of Fame head coaches and I look at all these teams that had dy- dynasty runs. And I think, is there any Hall of Fame head coaches that didn't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks too? I know, I know. I mean, you have to have both. And I mean, Andy Reid's a good example. I mean, look how much success he had with the Eagles, with the Hoyings and Kevin Cobb. And McNabb was good, but he's certainly not Mahomes. You know, a lot of championship games, 
T.O. year with the Eagles, really had a successful run with Philadelphia. Now he's an all-time great because he's got the quarterback. Or Shula. You know I mean? Shula was great through the 70s, gets Marino, takes the team to a new level. Maybe that's not the best example because they didn't win Super Bowls. But you know what I mean? You know, some of these guys that once they get the quarterback, they've already have a great thing in place, you know? Um, One other note I wanted to throw out too, though, is enjoy it while you can. You know, I mentioned I was born in 1973. And when I started to really understand football, the Raiders, Giants, Dolphins, and Washington were all winning a lot of games. Parcells, Shula, Madden, Flores, Gibbs. Well, in the last 10 years, they all have two points each. You know, they've they've done nothing. You know, like it doesn't last most times. Yes. Uh, enjoy that success in the NFL when you mm-hmm. can get it. And uh, if there's something to point to, starts with ownership, but you got to find the right coach. You got to find the right coach quarterback of course and so that's what we're going to be focused on a lot for some of these franchises uh that are that are trying to rebuild trying to do big things in the 2023 offseason to get back to the super bowl thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the locked on podcast network your team is covered and of course matt and i back tomorrow right here peacock and williamson